You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Go to the temple. And the promise God made to you is going to be fulfilled on this day. But get up, Simeon, and go now. See, if he waits and he goes tomorrow, the promise is not fulfilled. He misses the promise. Oh, you better listen. He misses the manifestation of what he waited so long to see. Could it be that some of us don't see, don't experience what God wants us to see, what he wants us to experience, because we don't go when the Holy Spirit says go. We don't listen and move when he says move. But we operate on our own timing. But Simeon was operating on the timing of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit said go, He got up and was led by the Holy Spirit, and he saw Jesus. And so my subject this morning, based upon all that I have said, is simply what is said and repeated several times in the book of Revelation. Hear what the Spirit says. I want to talk to us this morning about hear what the Spirit says. I want to talk to us from the subject hear what the Spirit says. Can you tell your neighbor the subject? Hear what the says. Can you tell your neighbor the subject a little louder? Hear what the Spirit says. That sounds good. Let's give God a praise for the text and for the subject this morning. Amen. Hear what the Spirit says. Can we take our hand claps up higher? I'm excited. I want, I want to see if y'all are excited. I'm happy about this word. I say I'm happy about this word. Hear, hear, hear what the Spirit says. When it comes to Simeon, his name is, one meaning of his name, I should say, is to hear or hearing. Because when it comes to the name Simeon, His name is derived from the Hebrew word Shema. His name is derived from the Hebrew word Shema. Now, the Shema is one of, if not the most important scripture to the Jewish nation, even today in the entire Bible. It is something that most Jewish people quote or read every day. They read it or quote it every day. The Shema is found in Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is the Shema. And it's saying to Israel or to the Israelites that they need to always hear the Lord. They need to always hear the Lord. I want to repeat it again. It's saying to Israel that they always need to hear the Lord. Remember the Shema starts off again, hear, O Israel. But when it comes to Israel or the people of God or the church, we don't just need to hear God like we hear normal folk. Because whenever we hear God or we listen to God, we're never hearing him trying to decide, teach it, Pastor, if what he is saying to us is right or wrong. You never listen to God like that. If you you don't mind, just look at somebody and just say, never, 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 never. Oh, come on, you got to say it with an attitude. They're just never, never, never. 
Y'all ain't got no attitude. I said, look at somebody and give them attitude. Say, never, never. Oh, it's like you upset with them. Don't you ever let me catch you listening to God like that. Because the reason being is because the Lord is always right. There's never a time that we will listen to him and he will be wrong in reference to what he's telling us or saying to us. That's the reason I listen to him the way that I do. And so when it comes to God, the word to hear God or to listen to God takes on a meaning of hear and listen with the intent or purpose of obeying. Whenever you listen to God, directly or indirectly, you do so with the intent or the purpose of obeying. Why, Pastor? Because, again, he's never going to lead you wrong. He's never going to lead me wrong. If God is telling me to do something, then what I, whatever he's saying to me, if I will just be obedient, come on, Isaiah, Isaiah 1 and 19, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Anytime we obey God, we're doing something to better our lives. Oh, I ought to get some amen and some clap. Anytime you obey God, you are doing something to help your situation. I don't care how jacked up your situation is and how long it's been jacked up. If you obey what God is telling you to do, you're doing something to help that situation. Jesus said men ought to always pray and not lose heart. When I decide to pray every day, when I decide to talk to God every day, then I'm doing something to help myself. I'm doing something that's going to cause me to be strong in the midst of what I'm going through. That's the reason so many of you are weak in the midst of what you're going through. You ain't praying the way that you need to pray. You got to get up and talk to God. Somebody know I'm right about it. And you can't just go in there praying and talking to him and then come out of prayer hard-headed. You got to get in there and pray. And whatever the Lord says to you, you got to get up knowing. When I just do what he told me to do in prayer. Come on. It has often been in prayer what God has said to me. But cast that care on me. Give me that problem. Give me that situation. And when we was obedient to God, we gave it to him. We cast that care on him and left the house at peace. Come on, somebody. I said left the house at peace. Hadn't got a phone call that things worked out. Hadn't got an email about it. But in your spirit, who am I preaching to right now? In your spirit was a all is well. It's all good. And see, so we hear God. We listen to God. And when he speaks, directly or indirectly, we pay attention. That's when you come to church, you got to be careful who you sit beside. Everybody is not coming and paying attention. You know, some, some, some folk, they start losing focus when the preacher gets up. They start getting, getting sleepy. Start dozing. So you're not paying attention. Amen? And see, we live in a time that I want to describe as this, and then I'm going to explain it. Voices, voices, voices. That's how the Holy Spirit gave it to me. You live in a time of voices, voices, voices. Ooh, I got to say that again. We live in a time where there are voices, voices, voices. 
So many people have an opinion about everything. And so we have to be peculiar about who we take time to listen to. Why, Pastor? Because of voices, voices. And I found out over the year, the only way to truly hear from God at certain times is that a person has to have the ability, and it takes maturity, to silence all other voices so that one can clearly hear the voice that matters. Some of you don't know how to do that. Or you're unwilling to do that. You have to silence voices what folk are saying so that you can fully concentrate upon the voice that truly matters we live in what most folk call and I agree with them as the as the communication age never in the world has it been so easy to communicate with other people Y'all know I'm right about it. Now I'm 52. I'm still young. But I remember a time when you was on the phone. And even to dial somebody, that was going to take some time. It wasn't no. No, you had to let that thing ring. Come back. (laughs) Come on, I'm 52. I'm young. Seven, seven, you you had to go through all of that. And you were limited at one point to only talking to one person. It wasn't no talking, call them in, you you put them into the mess. Wasn't none of that back then. There was a time if one person was on the phone, if anybody else tried to call, you're going to get a business thing. Which lets you know either the phone is off the hook or somebody's talking. Now you're talking about some big time fussing going on in our house growing up. It was when we got that, uh, I don't forgot what you call it, that call waiting. Which means now one person can be on the phone. If somebody tries to call in, you get a beat. Never forget my sister was self. She was. She'd get on the phone, get to talking, and I come in there and I say, I'm expecting a call. She said, okay. She said, get, get on. You know how girls do. Go on. Like, I'll let you know. All right. I come back 30 minutes. Hey, 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 you better answer that beat. Going there giving a threat. You better, I, I can't hate when you get on the phone. You better answer that phone. I tell you, I'm expecting a call. Ain't nobody called you. Get school the next day. I thought you were going to call. Oh, I called you two or three times. All right. But see, now we laughing. But look at the communication age. Look at how fast it is to communicate with somebody who ain't nowhere around where you at. Not only the ability to talk to them, but to FaceTime them and see them in real time. Voices, voices, voices. See, listen, you got to understand, there are voices, listen to me carefully if you take a note, there are voices behind music. Their voices behind songs. Their voices behind movies. See, some of we still in that ignorant state where we just watch a movie and, and you don't realize that that movie was not about that. The movie was about saying this and letting the world see. See, like that new, that new color purple movie. Come on now. There was a voice behind that. Woo, cold congregation got quiet. So there was a voice behind behind that. 
promoting lesbians. They wanted to go back and revive. Re- read the story behind the movie. The whole making of the movie was to come back and show people how strong of a relationship that Suge had with Celie. And that nothing was wrong in the first place with their love. See, there's a voice behind that movie. Oh, see, it's quiet. There are voices behind paintings. You can look at a painting and there's a voice saying something in that, in that painting. Pictures have voices. You, you know, even folk used to say that a picture is worth a thousand words. What? A picture can, can speak. A picture can, can say something. Y'all listening? There are voices in churches. There are voices in social media. Am I right about it? And so when it comes to voices, 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 what do we need to know today, Pastor? Is that nobody can escape the voices. It is the world in which we live. I recognize when I pastor this congregation that I teach y'all straight out of the Bible, but I am not ignorant. I am not the only one who some of you listen to. Because of voices. I've already told you through the Holy Spirit what needs to be said today. But you just got to get home and look at TV preachers. Not all of you, but some of you. You just got to hear what so-and-so has to say. It's quiet in here. It's quiet. Yes, you do. Well, Pastor, I just stay at home most of the time. And to be honest with you, the only thing I look at is is the gospel stations all day long. Oh, you a messed up person. Either you messed up. Because that's where most people get messed up. Y'all, y'all didn't like it. Y'all didn't. Uh, that's where most people get messed up listening to voices in the church. See, sometimes you, you come out better just watching an old movie before you will be better off listening to Bishop so-and-so. I know I'm right about it. I said, I know I'm right about it. Listen. Because here's the meat of the message. When it comes to voices, and we all have to deal with them, we need good discernment. Good meaning godly. You have to have good or godly discernment to deal with the voices. Let me give you three definitions of, of, of having good discernment. Because this is important. Remember, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Right? If we're led by the Spirit of God, we're sons of God. We're mature saints. We're going to mature. And we're going to be, listen carefully, intelligent saints. Can I say it like I feel it? The days of being dumb are over. Too much happening. Too many folk looking to deceive. I can't go out in this world as a dummy. Because there are people who look to prey on dummies or people who don't know important things that he or she needs to know. Now you can believe that if you want to. Or you can say, Pastor, I I know what I'm saying is true. There are people that prey on folk. Who don't know important things that if they knew that lived according to that, their life would be much better. You have to come to a point to where you are so mature that you're not going to allow anybody to deceive you. 
I know too much about God. I know too much about His Word to sit up and get deceived by somebody. You better hear me because what they said sounded right. Because there are a whole lot of things that will sound right. But when you test it, when you try it, when you weigh it against the Word, that's all it is. It's something that sounds good, but it's straight up trash. Am I right? Y'all might as well give up them amens. I'm right about that. I don't want to get deceived in church. I don't want to get deceived on a car lot. I don't want to get deceived buying a house. I don't want to be given a 20% interest rate on a car loan when I deserve I should have walked out of there with a 4 or 5. Well, what's 15%? Come on, somebody. I don't want to be driving a car. And I could have drove that same car with a warranty. But I'm leaving the car lot happy, smiling from ear to ear, and don't even have a warranty. Listen to me, is something wrong with buying a car without a warranty? No, but just know what you're doing. But if you could have bought that same car with a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty, and only reason you didn't get one is because you didn't know to ask for it. See, I think something wrong with that. That's when the Holy Spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into what? All truth. See, the Holy Spirit ain't just wanting to make us intelligent in church only. He wants to make us intelligent wherever we be. And whatever we, we do. Remember I told y'all a while back, know your value. Don't work at a company and you don't know your value. They go underpay you all day long and put more work on you. Why? Because they recognize she don't know her value. He's doing a $20,000 raise just based upon what he do for the company and based upon what the company brought in this year. But see, you don't know what the company brought in, even though it's public information. That you could go to your supervisor and use that. Because you can tell them my department. Don't go in there talking like you did it all. Like you Superman or Superwoman. But just have to say, you know, my department was mostly responsible for the $3 million increase that the company benefited from. And so I'm just wondering or wanting to inquire about a race. Lift your girl up. Treat your boy right. Come on, somebody. But see, you'll sit there the whole time because you don't know. See, these are things I had to find out. These are things Donna had to find out. Because folk were getting over on us because we didn't know. But God didn't bring me into the church. He didn't save me. I may have came in ignorant, and I did. But he didn't want me to, he didn't want me to stay there. Come on, somebody. That's all I'm telling you. He don't want you to stay. He don't want you saying you celebrate 10 year anniversary of marriage. Yet, brother, you don't know the responsibility of the roles of a husband. You still behaving like a boy. Making things all about you when you are now the head of a woman who's dependent on you to not just be head, but be man, be mature, be a leader up in the house. Lead by example. Am I right? But a lot of marriages fail even in church because people are ignorant in reference to their roles and their responsibility. But when you know your role, when you know your responsibility and you're doing it and your wife know hers, why we can't have a productive marriage? Why you can't be a productive
and single, if you know right now it is your season to be alone, you are not desperate to just enter into any type of relationship. Come on, God is blessing you too well right now. And throw out that I can do bad by myself. Change that, girl. You can do good by yourself. Preach it, Pastor. You're not validated by a man. I'm preaching good. I'm finna move on. You're not val- See, when you feel you have to be validated by a man, you're going to grab the first fool who shows interest. Who don't deserve you. Who ain't ready for you. But see, when you become an intelligent single, you ain't moving into no relationship with no man who has a problem being good to a woman. You need to test that brother. He want to take you out to eat? Don't pick wishbone. Test that brother. Soon as he go, you know, wishbone got a special. Nah, I ain't feeling wishbone today. And I ain't telling you do PF chain on him. That don't run him off. <laughs> we laughing, but y'all know I'm serious. The days of being a part of a good church, yet you acting silly, foolish, ignorant. Stupid. That's over with. Because I guarantee you, if you come in young, if you come in there and you join us, and there are just simply some things you don't know, you hang around here. You hang around here and watch how good God feeds us. You, you just come and you just watch how good God feeds us. Just come watch how we get a steady buffet of knowledge and understanding all you can eat. It's all you can eat. Knowledge and understanding. And folk going to start looking at you. They're going to start looking at the decisions you make. They're going to start looking at how you carry yourself. How you talk. They're going to say, girl, something different about you. Yeah, you know, I ain't going to such and such on second and fourth Sundays no more. Girl, I got me a church. I go every Sunday. Every time the doors open, I'm there. Oh, girl, getting fed good. Who slop you up, meal? Come on, somebody. That's how you be when you getting fed good. Most of you, if you go to a restaurant and they knock your socks off and that food is good from beginning to end, you don't even get out that restaurant before you text somebody. You got to come here. Am I right? You're going to tell somebody about that place. Why? That food good. That's how we got to be at church because everybody ain't eating the way you eat. Come on, everybody don't eat the way you eat. But now you have to be able to show folk how good you eat. Folk know you eating good when they watch your decision making. Right? Good discernment. Let's deal with it. Number one, it is the ability to judge well. Or wisely. When a person has good discernment, he or she has the ability to judge well or wisely. So if you have good discernment, you can hear a thing and know whether what you're hearing is right. You can also discern or judge wisely in reference to that's wrong. That's not right at all. But girl, you just need to take my advice. No. That's advice I don't need at this time in my life. Y'all, I'm teaching good. Come, watch them see anybody relate. There is advice people could have gave me 25 years ago. Brother Daniel, and I know what I've said to you. I feel you, man. I feel you. I appreciate you, bro. You dropped some knowledge. You dropped that same mess on me today, 25 years later. I ain't that same idiot. I'm a man going somewhere. Come on. See, I'm trying to tell you, in every stage of life, who you listen to matters. None of us stay young forever. The older you get, 
the wiser you should want to be. And advice that you took as a teenager, you ain't hearing that today. Why? You grown woman. You grown man. Even advice we give our children over the years as you raise children, that advice should change as they mature. Can't keep saying to a a 16-year-old the same thing you said to him when he was six. You got to start seeing where he's at. Because the world ain't playing. Can I say it like, it like like it's in me today? And especially the world ain't playing with black men. If a black man don't know who he is, this world going to chew you up and spit you out. That's just the truth right there. That's when as black men, we really got to know not only who we are, but whose we are. Am I right? Number two, you got to recognize the difference, again, between right, wrong, good, and, and evil. That's what good discernment is. I can recognize it. No, you just can't say anything to me. I recognize you trying to make evil look good. But, hey, I got good discernment. Who do you think you're talking to? Well, you know, my pastor told us last Sunday, ain't nothing wrong with the club as long as you don't do certain things in the club. Uh-uh. No, that ain't it. That's evil. Come on, I don't need the club no more. I don't need the club no more. Some of y'all ain't clapping. Every I'm looking, I don't need the club no more. Some of y'all just sitting there. Some of y'all sitting there like, help me, Jesus. Well, let me say it to you again. You don't need the club no more. You don't need it. Finally, listen, because this is important, to have good discernment is to know how and when to discriminate. You, you know, you hear people say all the time, well, you, you shouldn't discriminate. No, you got to get a good meaning of that word. Because sometimes we do need to demonstrate, I mean, uh, discriminate. We do need to mark people. We need, we need to take note of people. See, when you discriminate, you're saying that, hey, I'm not going to listen to you but I'm going to listen to you. See, you have to discriminate in life because there are people who you need to already know up front before they open their mouth. This is a person I need to ignore. Come on, y'all. Oh, I'm going to hit you with one. And we all have these people in all of our families. Come on. All of us got at least one person in our family. That you can just about know you need to ignore just by all of what he going to say. Now listen to him. I ain't telling you to disown him. But just know him. If you ever around somebody say, oh man, that <laughs> unk don't know what he talking about. As a matter of fact, he probably drunk or high. Don't listen to nothing he has to say. This man's life is, I'm trying to help you. Don't, don't, don't pay him no attention. Right? Because sometimes you can look at people's lives and know. No, I, I need to ignore you. Why God teaching us the way he did more? Because some of us don't discriminate. Some of you think you're being nice by being that person that, you know what I love about you is that you always, has a, you always have an ear to listen to me. I know I can always call you and your ear. You will just hear me out. No matter how long it takes me to say what I need to say. And you're so special to me. Uh-uh. There are some folks when they get to talking, when you when you can discern where they're going. Hold, hold on. And don't say, I don't mean to cut you off. Say, hold on, I mean to cut you off. Hold on. You got to watch your word real careful. You don't, don't say, you know, because that's a polite way. You know, I don't mean to cut you off. Yes, I do. I mean to cut you off. Listen, listen. What you about to talk about ain't none of my business, and it ain't none of your business. And I'm going to tell you this before I hang up on you. One thing that's wrong with you is that you so busy being in everybody else's business that you ain't even taking care of your own business. Now, don't ever call me talking about folk. 
because I don't want to hear it. Bye. But see, if you want to just be that person that everybody likes, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you because all of us built like this. Our spirit can only take in so much. And our spirits, once we become true believers, it's not made to digest junk. Come on. Part of living better is learning to eat better. And so not, don't just eat better on a natural level, eat better on a spiritual level. Just say, hey, look, I don't digest gossip. It don't work with my system. It, it makes me sick. Gossip makes me want to throw up. But see, for some of you, gossip is dessert. Look at Genesis 3. Let's get into the meat of the text. Is y'all receiving? I know it. Some of you just looking at me. See, for some of you, gossip is dessert. You don't feel like you don't really ate today. You're getting fed right now, but you ain't going to really feel like. You know how some of us eat and we got to have something sweet. What my real eaters at this guy? As soon as you eat. Listen to me, y'all. Listen to me. As soon as you done eat, you got to have something sweet. What old eaters at? As soon as you get. It, it, it ain't no, yeah, I'm good and full. Yeah, I may get some dessert. Oh, no. Cut me a piece of that pie right now. <laughs> Hey, 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 you're greedy folk. Do you want dessert? Yeah, I save room for it. You, let's stop trying you say, hey, ain't no room in there for it. You gonna force it down. <laughs> Y'all heard something you're real greedy for? Yeah, I save room for, for. <laughs> No, you're greedy. Genesis 3. You're greedy. <laughs> you're greedy. You said you're going to eat one piece of cake. Now you're on, now you're on your second piece. You're greedy. Look at Genesis 3. Yeah, some of you get your ice cream. I'm, I'm going to eat a half of this. <laughs> Girl, you finna tear a hole in that box. You know what you... <laughs> you <laughs> Woo! <laughs> And then like women, when they out to eat till they get to know you, they trying to order, trying to eat like that. <laughs> you just sitting there like, hey, I never seen nobody eat reels with a fork. Oh, They're cutting up reels. <laughs> when that date over and they get home, <laughs> they going to do to that reel what you supposed to <laughs> I do it when I go to the restaurant. I eat that outlaw ribeye. And wait to know, aunt, that bone going with me. <laughs> Put that bone. <laughs> I'm gonna do to that bone when I get home. What I can't do. <laughs> Genesis three. <laughs> I got some eaters in this church. Y'all might well stop playing. <laughs> and of course, you have some women that hey, hey, hey it's on. <laughs> It's on Genesis 3. Now listen now, because we're going to get into it. I'm almost done. Genesis 3. It's good to laugh. But we have to be ready to receive because this is a serious message. Hear what the Spirit said. Then Adam, Genesis 3 and 17. Then to Adam he said. This is God talking to Adam. After Eve have ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God told Adam of all the trees in the garden, you can eat of all the trees, but don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the day you eat of it, Adam, you're going to die. So once Adam got married and got his wife, his wife got talking to the serpent or Satan, and then she ate it. She brought it to Adam, and then Adam ate it. We know the story, but listen, I want y'all to see something. Genesis three seventeen, something that the Lord says. Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, not y'all, you, saying you shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground for your sake. And tall you shall eat of it all the days 
of your life. Can I break it down? Adam, you going to work. The ground just been coming up for you in the Garden of Eden that I created for you. But now since you heeded your wife's voice, you curse and you going to till the ground. You going to work the ground hard for it to give you something back. But listen to me. He heeded the voice of his wife. Adam hearkened to her voice. To hearken means to hear and listen with intention and interest. There are some things we should have no interest in hearing or seeing. I'm teaching right. The Bible said when Eve got to listening to the serpent's voice, she saw the tree in a way that she never saw it before because of what her husband told her. We can eat of all these trees, but of that tree, of the knowledge of good and evil, we can't eat it. If we eat that, we're going to die. We're going to be in sin. Now, these perfect, flawless people, Eve got to listen to the voice of the serpent, and then she saw the tree as desirable. Listen, to make one one wise. She lusted. Y'all better hear me today. She didn't lust after the tree until she got to listening to the wrong voice. See, when you listen to the wrong voice, it can cause you to lust after things you shouldn't lust after. Oh, I said, yes, it can. When you listen to the wrong voice, it can cause you to lust after things. That you weren't lusting after before you listened to that, that voice. Come on somebody, I'm teaching good this morning. She listened to that serpent and she got to warning what God said. Whoa, God said, all this y'all can have. Just don't touch that. And then the voice said, that's the one you need to touch. What the Bible does not say. Is that Adam ever lusted or wanted the tree? Oh, I'm teaching right. He was just a weak man. Whoop. He was just a wimp who refused to put his wife in her place. Oh, I'm coming your way. And the church is filled still with Adams or wimps. Brother, put that woman in her place. Woo! Don't y'all run out of here, women. Don't let them get out. Where's well, two women at the door? Deep, don't let them get out. <laughs> women go open the door for them. He was a wimp. When Eve came to Adam with whatever that fruit was, we don't know it was apple. Whatever it was, and she said, look, I ate it. You need to eat it too, baby. Why should I eat it, Eve? And God told her, I want you to eat this because I want you. Do something for me. Why don't you show me how much you love me. And bag me one time. <laughs> That Lord teaching that thing right. Get that. You know, y'all know how them women can do. Try to make a man feel like he ain't nothing unless you. We can afford to get this if you love me the way you say you do. He should have told Eve. What, first of all, what are we talking about? I'm telling you that I ate. I ain't got no interest in talking about touching what God told me don't touch. And you shouldn't have did it. Matter of fact, you shouldn't have been hanging with the serpent in the first place. You should have been at home. Whoa! Getting my food ready. You should have been at home. Ironing my clothes. Ew! Fixing my lunch. Ew! Can I preach? 
I need some brothers to preach. Help me. Say it. Say it. He heeded the wrong voice. Now y'all laughing, but you know what that tells me? That we have to be ready to even ignore people who we love. When we discern they're not talking right. And I'm not going to do God wrong because you did him wrong. I'm not going to leave the church just because you leave in the church. I ain't going to backslide just because you want me to backslide. And I've seen too many men leave this church because of a woman. Put that woman in her place. Come on, somebody. And we don't even know what would have happened, Brother Jalen, if Adam would have just rebuked Eve and said, I'm going to God because he merciful and you done messed up. Now I pray he let me keep you, but he may want to put me to sleep because I got another... Come on. Look at Proverbs 14. Don't be too close to nobody that you can't say to them, I'm not listening to you concerning this. Come on. Don't get too close to nobody. See, he was too close to that woman. Now we're moving on, but there was a time where Adam... Uh, uh, Abraham, Proverbs 14, made the same mistake. Sarah, in thinking that Isaac or the promised child wasn't going to come through her, went to Abraham, the father of faith, and said to Abraham, Hey, you see my womb. Can't have a child. I done tried. We done tried. Go in to my handmaid. Have a child with her and, 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 He'll be the promised child. Come on, brothers. His wife asked him to sleep with another one. Some of y'all brothers are like, well, his wife asked him to sleep with another one. Yeah, he did it. Now, that's when most brothers are going to be like, okay, you said it. <laughs> Girl, you sure? Yeah. Hard to believe Sarah was black. Sister, sanction it. Her ideal. Girl, the law speaking to you. Then on another occasion, when she had that child, Hagar had Ishmael. Ishmael was causing trouble. Now God is all in the plan. Don't 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 think nothing else. He's in it now. Ishmael started giving trouble. Sarah come back to Abraham. She said, the maid servant and the child got to go, Abraham. They're causing trouble. they disrupting the house. You got to put them out. Abraham said, I, I can't do it. Then God showed up. He listened to her the last time. But then God showed up and said, hey, the woman is right. Listen to the voice of Sarah. See, what am I telling you? There are times that people can say something. You got to have discernment. You right this time, but you wrong this time. And don't listen to nobody just because they were right the last, because they could be wrong this time. They gave you good advice the last time, but this advice 
This advice is going to kill you. This advice is going to mess up your house. This advice is going to ruin your life. This advice is going to cause a divorce. This advice is going to disrupt the ministry. I'm teaching good. Proverbs 14, 7. Got to come in. Yeah, you, we got to know who to listen to. And you can't be afraid to tell nobody. I ain't hearing that. Proverbs 14 and 7. I'm moving fast. Proverbs 14 and 7. Go from the presence of a foolish man or woman when you do not perceive in him or her the lips of what? The lips of what? Go from the presence of a foolish man. Go from the presence of a foolish woman. Listen, listen. When you do not perceive, when you do not know, when you do not discern in them the lips or knowledge or when you don't know that they're saying the right thing. Shout to somebody, go! Shout to somebody, go! See, listen, go from a foolish friend. Go from a, a foolish relative. Go from a foolish Spouse, go from a foolish preacher when you do not perceive, when you do not know. Now listen what the Bible didn't say. Because what the Bible says and what the Bible doesn't say is important. Go from the presence of a foolish man. Never said God was going to drag us from the presence. See, sometimes we have to have the ability to walk Get up from the table. Take your break somewhere else. Oh, I know I'm talking right. Get off of that page. Be Don't connect with that person. Go from them. Because, see, we live in the age of social media. You got to know how to go from the presence of foolish people. They're on social media to start trouble. They're on social media to keep up mess. Now, how are you liking and sharing their mess and you supposed to be saved? We know why she do it. She a fool. But you're supposed to be a minister. You're supposed to be a leader. Folk won't respect you in the church house if they can't respect you on the social media platforms. You come up here to pray, but all they seeing is that foolish post that you liked. Come on, somebody. Learn to ignore calls. Proverbs 8. I'm coming in. I said, learn to ignore calls. You know who number it is. The name is popping up. Sometimes you have to change the name. And just put foolish. So soon as they soon as they start ringing, you look foolish on. Who is this? Oh, garbage. Mm. 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 Big mouth. Oh no. You need to talk to Big Mouth. Come on, we laughing, but I'm I, I am serious. You'd be surprised what mess up folks' spirit. From Sunday to Sunday. Proverbs eight. Cause see, sometimes people can tell you something. And you'll come to church. Proverbs eight. You'll come to church. And, and what the old saint used to say, now you got that evil eye. What's an evil eye? Somebody done dropped garbage in you. And instead of you coming to church with your mind on praising the Lord, you coming looking to see what they said. And so throughout the service, you just watch it. You just watch it. Oh, yeah. Oh, she said that. Yeah, she said they do that. They are doing it right now. They are doing it. I see them. And then as soon as you get out of church, girl, you got time. You got time to talk. Oh, girl, I seen you right. You right. But see, you didn't hear nothing God said. And sometimes, like it or not, you are seeing what folk ain't trying to hide. Oh, I just dropped one on you. You're seeing what people are not trying to hide because there is no need to hide it. Not go hide something that's right just because you don't like it. 
Oh, I'm teaching right. You can ride down here. Look at what I drove today. You may not like it, but I ain't about to hide it. I ain't about to park over the street and then walk over here. The devil is a lot. God bless me with it. You can't handle it. Don't look at it. That's how that go, period. But I ain't crooked to get nothing. I ain't cheated to get nothing. I ain't fleeced the saints to have nothing. Know what you talking about. Know what you talking about. Know what you talking about. Don't let nobody talk about your pastor that don't know your pastor. Well, I heard your pastor. Look, you don't even know my pastor like that. Don't, oh, come on. Don't let them talk about your brother, your sister. So and so go to y'all church. Girl, I heard he be doing, hey, look. I don't know who you think I am. Proverbs 8. Now listen, because I'm closing. Proverbs 8 and 6. Listen. Do what? Proverbs 8 and 6. Listen. This is wisdom talk. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things. And from the opening of my lips will come right things. Take neighbor, whoever you choose to listen to, make sure they're speaking excellent things. Listen, excellent things equate good things. Beneficial things. Helpful things. If you're going to be tight with somebody, make sure you're, make sure you're tight with somebody that's going to help you. Listen, that's going to help you be a better version of yourself. Oh, I'm teaching so good. If you're stuck in a place, where you shouldn't be. And if you're going to be tight with somebody, be tight with somebody that's going to help you get out of that place where you are stuck that you don't need to be. If you live in poverty, don't connect with somebody that's glad about being in poverty. Get close to somebody. Get tight with somebody. Bond with somebody that'll tell you, I used to be right where you're at, but if God did it for me, He'll do it for you. He'll bring you out. He'll... Come on, somebody. Speak with folk who are speaking excellent things. Are y'all with me? Because I don't have time to go backwards. And from the opening of my lips, I will. And from the opening of my lips will come right things. Luke 2, and I'm closing, I'm done. Luke 2. Will come what? Right things. Will come what? Right things. How many of you, you know, in totality, you ain't where God desire you to be in totality. But how many know you ain't where you used to be? How, so how many know you ain't where you used to be? How many know you're in a better place? Raise your hand. I'm looking all around the church. How many know you're in a better place? Listen to me. All of you that raise your hand. Do you want to start listening to somebody that's going to drag you back to where you come from? No, ain't nothing a hoish man can tell me. I said, ain't nothing a hoish man can tell me. I'm not going to have conversations that's going to drag me backwards. Am I right? In Luke 2. Notice in verse 26, and then we finish. A good word today. A good word today. God calls on his people to be intelligent. Hear what the Spirit says. Hear what the Spirit says. Hear what the Spirit says. Why? He's omniscient. When it comes to the Spirit, he speaks directly and indirectly. Tell your neighbor, the Holy Spirit can speak. Through your, pastor, through your pastor, as well as, as, well as others. others. Now, some of you are not going to like this. You're not going to like it. The Holy Spirit can speak through a sinner. Hear 
what the Spirit says. See, sometimes God can tell you he's going to do a thing. And if you are listening carefully, your enemy will admit that they see in you what God said he's going to do. You just got to have an ear. Just got to be so hungry to hear from God. Holy Spirit will speak to you, mama, through your small daughter. When you are battling in your mind and bills are tight. And out of the mouth of a babe, she'll say, mama, things going to get better for us. You got to recognize out of the mouth of a baby, the Spirit spoke to me about better. When it come to Luke 2, we don't know if the Holy Spirit spoke directly or indirectly to Simeon. But the Holy Spirit revealed to him in verse 26, made known to him, you're not going to see death. Until you have seen the Lord's Christ or his anointing. I want to submit to every one of you that I believe, it ain't in the text, but I truly believe that death tried Simeon. I believe there were occasions that death showed up. But because Simeon listened to the Holy Spirit, he knew when death was lying. He knew what couldn't take him out. Because what the Spirit had revealed hadn't happened yet. This is how we have to not only hear what the Spirit says, but you got to hold on to it. The problem with us, we'll hear it and then we'll let it go. You got to hear what the Spirit is saying even on today. And then you got to hold on. You got to hold on and keep embedded in you what the Spirit told you. You ain't going to see death. You imagine Simeon getting sick to death and then saying to death, I ain't going. No, no. See, listen to me. The Holy Spirit will reveal to us certain things that God ain't going to allow to happen to us. You can have a person threatening you and the Holy Spirit will say to you, will whisper to you or speak to you indirectly, I'm not going to let this person lay a hand on you. I'm finna cold because y'all can't handle this. Just, they ain't going to lay a hand on you. You and Paul was in the city. They were planning on getting him. And the Holy Spirit told Paul, say, hey, there's no need for you to fear. Holy Spirit told him this, brother, right? For I have much people in this city. If we don't get a payment by such and such and such and such, and the Holy Spirit just simply said, you will not lose this house. I ain't saying ignore the foreclosure letters and all that. When the Holy Spirit said, you will not lose this house. The next thing we should say, Holy Spirit, show me everything that we need to do. And God has spoke to some of us like that. Finally, in verse 28, the Holy Spirit on a day simply said to Simeon, go. Go to the temple. Get up, Simeon. Go to the temple. The day is the day, Simeon. Get up. Go to the temple. And the promise God made to you, he's going to fulfill it today. Imagine again, as I said in the beginning, Simeon sitting there saying, I'll go tomorrow. I'll go next week. I'll go when I get paid. Woo! Pastor teaching this thing. I'll go when I got a down payment. If the Spirit tells you to go and you don't have a down payment, you go. When you get there, don't lie. The folks say, do you have a good down payment? I don't have a down payment. But I know he told me to go. Spirit told me to apply for this job. Spirit told me to call these people. I remember Mother Cochran testimony didn't have a high school diploma. And the Spirit of God showed her job. Showed her job. She went to that place, got hired, and became eventually a top manager. 
without a high school diploma. Well, if you're going to be successful, you need an education. I ain't knocking education. But above education is following the Spirit of God. Because there are educated people who are broke. There are educated people that don't have jobs. Then there are people running their own business that can't do fractions. I'm done. I went over today. Listen, listen, listen. I go over every week. I go over every week. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.